Our kids have said to us since we moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live. Our kids have said to us since we moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live. Our kids have said to us since we moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live. Hello everyone and welcome to a live episode of Club Deck Corner as it is deadline day we thought we would come live so this week St Johnston again, Catwell makes his debut and Raskin signs on the dotted line. I am Scott Carney and joining me is everybody. Alistair how are you? Very well, that was good news before we come on the podcast that Raskin is um, announced because knowing our luck we would have done the podcast and he would have been announced five minutes after hmm. we finished it so... Well done, Rangers. Yes, thank you, Rangers. Always good when that happens. I was expecting it. We were talking about the idea whether we should come live or not, and I thought we'll just go live. And then Rangers announced it pretty much straight away, and I was like, well, there you go. Always makes a change. Scotia, how are you? I'm very good, Carney. No, it's good to get that finally finally done now. It's kind of all been confirmed the last couple of days, but um, good to get it finally done, and we can now um, diffuse about um, Raskin signing. Yes, definitely. Hey, I forgot to say to you before we start, going to control the comments, mate, because I can't do two things yeah. at once. <laughs> Thanks, mate. Um, and yes, Ryan, how are you, mate? Yeah, good. Always good to see a signing coming in, especially it's been a kind of, it's dragged on a bit, the Raskin one, so I'd like to see him coming over to speak a bit more of him. I was going to wear a shirt, shirt and a yellow tie this evening since it's deadline day, but what's the point if you've not got Hayley McQueen sitting next to you? <laughs> That's, that's true, mate. Yeah, that's true. Uh, and yes, as, as just be, just before we came live there, I say I've not had a chance to really catch up on social media stuff after the signing, really. Uh, we're getting this myself sorted for this, and it looks like that might be all we're going to do tonight. Uh, but they never know. The night is still young. The night is still young. Uh, yeah, first off, before we start, Dundee Taylor, uh, I have to thank you for the three coffees. Uh, you've just bought the podcast. Really do appreciate it, mate. Thank you very much. Also, it was good to meet Stephen and the Viceroy before the game 
on Saturday and also the guy that I ran into as we were both le- leaving hospitality from Ibrox as well. You were suited and booted, mate. I was not. Uh, but it was a pleasure to meet you. As you say, I seem to really put a cherry on the end of your day, mate. So it is not generally. It's always really good to meet the partners uh, and it was great. So I appreciate that. Um, if you'd like to buy a coffee, as Dunty Taylor has, the link for that is in the description for this podcast. And you can also join the channel. Again, the link for that is in the description for this podcast. Right, gents, only really one place to start, um, and it's the signing of Nico Raskin from Standard Liège for an undisclosed fee and a long-term contract. Uh, on a long-term contract, even all details will be revealed on Transfer Market next week. Um, a statement on the club website said, Rangers Football Club are delighted to announce the signing of midfielder Nicolas Raskin from Standard Liège. The 21-year-old Belgian becomes Michael Beale's second signing as the Rangers manager and further strengthens the Gers squad. On signing for Rangers, he said, I feel excited to be here and I also feel very proud to join a very big club. I'm looking forward to playing at Ibrox. It was very exciting when I was told Rangers' interest because it's a big club. I'm looking forward to making my debut as soon as possible. Michael Beale added, as a football club, Nicholas is a player that we have tracked for a long time and we are very pleased to welcome him and his family to Rangers. He is a young player that has already amassed good experience both in domestic and European competition. I am looking forward to working with him closely and integrating him into our team. And then Ross Wilson appeared, um, as he likes to do in times like this. We are delighted to further strengthen our squad today with Nico's arrival. He's a talented young player and someone who I know will enjoy working and further developing his talent with Michael and other staff. Ali, finally good to get this one over the line. I don't think this would have went down very well if Rangers hadn't got this one over the line before the end of this evening. Rumoured to be around €2 million, Euros, whatever way you want to look at it, the fee, and looks like there's a sell-on clause going to be a clause, uh, be included anywhere from 10 to 20%, according to which sources you want to believe. Um, what's your thoughts on the signing and the deal, mate? Delighted to get them in the door now. I said we needed these boys in the door now to bed them in for, for next season. That's what they're in for. He's not played in a couple of months, for asking, but... He's well sought after, 21, ticks all the boxes, fits the bill. In terms of player trading, in terms of moving players on for, for hopefully big bucks later down the line, he ticks the boxes for that as well. So delighted folk might have a moment of and say, well, we could have gone for nothing in the summer. Why give the sell-on clause? But I, I think Beal was keen to get him in now. You look at our midfield at the moment, we've been saying it all season, the midfield's flat. It's really flat. I thought Cantwell added a wee spark at the weekend there. And this boy will. And for me, in Cantwell and Raskin, that's two midfielders out of three that will be starters next season for us. And it gives them four months to, to bed in before next season. So, no, delighted. Yeah, same. Absolutely delighted with this one. Scotia, me and you have both said it, that we were kind of more excited about this one than we were about the Cantwell signing. So, I am um, I'm very happy with this bit of business by Rangers. And uh, he is a... Uh, I mean, if he lives up to the expectation, then we've got a we've got a real player on our hands here. Yeah, this is um, really exciting. Um, I know I don't want to be too excited about it because I do. I'm very conscious that it's about a year to the day since you three were on um, going mental about um, Ramsey signing <laughs> and deadline day last year. But I, <laughs> I do think Raskin fits all the bills. He's he's a player that we've kind of talked about that we need to bring players that come into the team and go straight into that first team squad and able to make an impact and I think he certainly does this the position that I reckon that he's going to play in 
he's playing, he's going to be competing there with two players that are kind of up and down in terms of form at the minute um, from week to week. And then one player who doesn't, it looks as if he's forgotten how to play football this season at times, if we're being honest. Um, so I think it's an area that we really needed to strengthen. It's the first time we've spent any money bringing in a midfielder at that type since Glenn Kamara, actually, wasn't it, for that 50 to buy him out his contract at Dundee. Um, so I think this is a really good signing. Really excited by it. I know I'd said last week that I was, in terms of the deal, I was fairly happy to pay about two million euros. And then it, it was the sell-on fee that was the wee bit of the bugbear for me. Hopefully you're right and it's the lower end of the, the, that scale that you just mentioned down at 10%. But um, I was listening to Adam Thornton, I think in the daily update, like maybe yesterday I think it was, and he'd made a good point that if we end up do having to give money back to um, Standard Liège, um, it's because Raskin has been playing well for us. So we're getting, we'll be getting a good chunk of money as well, you'd like to think. So that can only be working a good favour. And as well, I think these sell-on fees are now just put on to contracts. It's par for the course these days, particularly for your young players, because we would be raging if we hadn't done something. For, for instance, like Charlie McCann, you would hope that when we'd sent him away, there was a wee sell-on fee there and things like that. Um, and if Kent was to get sold this window, we would want the same, really, wouldn't we? Um, so I'm really excited for this. And yeah, Ali Cali says that he's not played for a wee while because um, they've kind of frozen him out, probably because, because he refused to sign that contract. But um, hopefully he can get up and running. There's a couple of games coming up, you know, Ross County and then maybe Partick Thistle that I think Thistle, you can maybe yeah. see him featured in. Yeah, no, uh, I'm I'm delighted about it, mate. I think, Ryan, that the, the sell-on clause thing, look, Rangers Twitter goes, does its usual thing of pay the money for Raskin and then when we pay the money, everybody gets angry about it. So uh, it's always one of those things you can never, ever get right. I, I, I was in the same line as Scotia. I think in the open market, you're, you're 10 million plus for this boy. Um, I, I think a European club would easily take that, that punt on him. So yeah, okay, we could have waited till summer but I think it was more important now to get to get in and we have to start planning for the future we've said this a number of times since wheels came in that we have to start looking to the future not we'll get to we'll, we'll deal with it when we get to it if that makes sense the planning has to start now the sell-on clause thing as well mate if it's 20% it's 20% look we've, we're going to have ones in for what Patterson probably McCann definitely Bassey possibly even even Aribo after he left we've probably we've probably done all of that we've probably got all sorts of add-on clauses it's just part of the cause of football now it's good business by, by standard age that's what it is mate it's the same but yeah. as we do with our assets so it's good business by them. I think it's, yeah, it's, I, I see people's point of view, but it's kind of like a kind of guarantee that this boy is going to be, is going to be something. It's the same with Yilmaz. Yilmaz has got a, a sell-on fee, I believe, or a percentage of his sell-on fee. So they obviously believe this boy, this could be a stepping stone for him, which is a good thing for us. He's played international level, I think, from the age of like 15. I think he's played every level for uh, Belgium, um, straight up into under-21s, I think. So, He's obviously got a lot of potential and this could be the perfect club for him to, to show that potential. In terms of Rangers Twitter, listen, you're always going to get, they're <laughs> never going to be happy. Last year it was when we didn't pay the money for John Souter and everybody said, why did we not pay the money for Souter? He could have been the difference, a centre-half, blah, blah, blah. And now we pay the money for this boy and it's, that's that's not good enough. It's always going to be the case with Rangers Twitter. Um, it gives you a laugh though, but for me... I'm overly happy. I know we're going to contest that we've only signed two players. I'm probably not satisfied, but 
if they're two quality players, then yeah, that's good business for us. It's, I totally agree with Ali. This is an area of the pitch that we've been desperate to upgrade and change the philosophy of for, I don't know, a couple of seasons now for me. Like, we're dead in our feet in the midfield, as, as Scotia alluded to. There's players in and out of form. There's one particular player who I know he's speaking about and John Lundstrom that looks as if he's forgotten how to play football. And we need that freshness. And we also, it excites me because... I do see a difference since Bill come in. Although Rangers aren't firing all cylinders, you do see a difference. And he's obviously trying to, to tell the players what he wants from them. And you can see a difference if you look at that second goal the other day there, where it's a couple of passes forward and, it, and it's to, to Cantwell, to Morelos, to Kamara. That's what I want to see from Rangers. For me, Raskin and Cantwell, Cantwell, if they stay fit, means the shoehorn football is gone, mate. And that's something that I've been looking for. Yes, we all have, mate. Uh, Rangers on tour makes a point as well that selling clauses are unprofit of the sale, not percentage of the sale. Again, that's sometimes misperceived by people that it is. It's all about the profit on the sale. Uh, but I, 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 I don't see Rangers losing money on this deal. I, I just, I can't see how it's possible for Rangers to lose lose money on this deal. I think it's only going to make his money. Uh, even if he has a relatively... I don't know, maybe not a high, a high of a heights over the next two or three years. I still think you'd make your money back on him based on um, the player that I believe that he is. Honestly, I'm trying my hardest not to go full Ramsey podcast the way I was. I'm, I'm trying my hardest not to, but I am so excited about this signing. Honestly, I think this is a, I, th- I think this is a, a great sign of the kind of players that we hope to attract to the club. And it's not a has-been. It's not a guy with a an injury record as long as my arm. It's a boy with promise. It's a boy that can really come here, develop, shine as well. Even in European competitions, I think he'll be very influential in Europe for us um, next season. Uh, I, yeah, as I say, I'm trying trying to restrain myself as much as I possibly can. But honestly, this signing, this signing excites me. Uh, I've seen him play, and I am um, I'm excited to see him eventually get his. His chance within the team, uh, and I think it says a lot. As I say, it's not to be underestimated. I think it, it looks pretty clear again without putting words in his mouth. It looks pretty clearly wanted to come here. Um, he's going to have offers. I've got no doubt in my mind he's had offers to come here. So uh, not to go elsewhere even, but the fact that he's he's wanted to come here, big club. As I say, he's going to get to play in front of fifty thousand. He's going to get a chance to play in Europe. Um, I think everything everything about it really adds up to him. And at the age he is, he is he's. This is the this is the model that Rangers have been talking about, the four pillars or whatever. This is the player trading model. This is exactly the way it should be. Might look like some that we're putting two million euros out, etc. with a big selling clause. I think if we are getting twelve twelve million back for him, no one's gonna care what the selling clause is at that point. Um, See I the thing is Carlin. Make money. Yeah. Sorry to interrupt you just to make a point on that. It's funny because people are moaning about <clears throat> paying £2 million for a, a, an under-21 player with potential, but we are willing to just go like that or we'll pay £5 million for for Tillman. So where's yeah. the kind of, where's the common sense, where's the balance, where's the, where's the where's the scale for that if you're if you're moaning about £2 million? £2 million for someone who has potential like Raskin is pennies in the European market, let's be honest with you. So I just, I don't see the moans, I don't see the negative in terms of the, the transfer fee, mate, I really don't. 
Yeah, I'm the same. I think I was like, would you pay it? Like, I, I, I just didn't see if we had the money there to pay it, then it was important that we did so. It's a sign of what I think Rangers should be doing, and I, I hope it's a, a trend that we begin to follow. We have to be getting players like this into the club. And there's no disrespect to Standard Liège, but we're a bigger club than them. This is a bigger stature for them. It's on a bigger... It's not a bigger league, arguably. I get that because of where we are, but in terms of the stature of the club, this is a step up for him, uh, and it's it's going to be an experience for him. But honestly, I'm really, really very excited about this one. I really, really am. Um, I was going to go on and speak about other um, incomings, Ali, but just before we come on, it looks like it's not really going to happen. Are you uh, are you shocked at that, or are you thinking? I seen Aldo said this a few times in the chat. Is quality over quantity better? Yeah, I think Beals come out and said that he doesn't want to be going in just for any old player, just because it's getting closer to the window closing, just for the sake of it. He wants to build a team going forward, and there's no point bringing a guy in for six months, whatever it is. And so, no, I, I think our business is done. I, I think they've tried to get the boy Whitaker from Swansea, but. By the looks like that's dead. Swansea need him going forward this season. So, yeah, I think that's our business done. Ideally, in an ideal world, I would have wanted one extra forward player come in. But as I said at the beginning, it's, it's January. It's a dodgy month. So to get the two in in the midfield was was priority for us going forward. I know he wants a centre half as well, but priority was the middle of the park for us because up top at the moment, I don't think we've been too bad. Sakala's done as a turn there up there as well. Cholak's back, Kamar Roof that we laugh about, isn't he too far away to Haji came back. So the middle of the park, we were crying out for freshness and we've got two players now to look forward to. Big game tomorrow night, but the big game for me is the end of February, the League Cup final. And by then, Raskin and um, Cantwell should be up to speed for that game. So no, I'm more than happy, but the greedy side of me would always like one more, but I'll take it. Yeah. I, I I would I I'm pretty much exactly the same as that, mate. Look, I think the Cantwell signing, I think, is a great signing. I think Raskin, as I said, I think it's even better. I I would have liked more, um, but I I think it's weird. I would like I would have liked three, happy with two, and I'd have been disappointed at one. So I'm somewhere in the middle. Uh, I think that the there was obviously the rumor flying about today um, about Mark Watt. Is it Watt? Watt more? Watt more? Is that his name? I think. Uh, he was apparently at the the Rangers training centre, but I think that's been poo pooed. I don't think he, he was there. But that one as well, even when I heard it, confused me because I thought, well, he's not a starter. And Bill's come out and said as well that he only wants to bring starters into the team. So a bit of a a bit of a strange one um, for me that one. Scotia, in terms of the transfer window for you, you happy enough with that, or would you? Are you in the same boat as me and Ali, I suppose, that you wanted three, you got two, you're happy with two, and you're just glad it wasn't one? Yeah, I'm probably the same as you. I think at the start of the window, I was probably thinking two players coming in, that would be ideal business. But as the Kenny transfer window went on, and as well as seeing us play on the pitch, it kind of became evident that we could potentially be doing with another striker, like you guys were saying. So then that comes in at your thinking, you're like, we'll, we'll maybe get one there. But obviously, Beal came out in his press conference yesterday, which you might go on to, sort of saying that he's got his eye on a number nine for the summer, potentially. So that one I'm fine with. Goalkeeper, I know I've been speaking about that as well. But again, I'm of the opinion that that can wait until the summer, that that needs to get done. And you've obviously got a few players coming back into the squad as well. You know, like, you know, Hadji just back from injury. So 
there are players coming back in that I don't think we're screaming out, or screaming need for another more than two. Three would have been really nice, like guys in the chats are saying there as well. But um, no, I'm fairly fairly pleased with that. I think, and, and like we said, it's two players that come in and, and improve the team automatically on the pitch rather than being development players that we've maybe gone after a few times before or like last window, Ramsey coming in going, can we get him fit? That, you know, that's the big one we had with him. This one, to me, those two players walk into your strongest 11, if you're looking at it for me. I couldn't agree more, mate. I think if it's just if they are all up, to, all up fit and firing, then they would definitely be starting for me. Ryan, your thoughts on the the window overall? I look if I'm if I'm going to be truthfully honest, I'll probably go when Kamar Roof gets injured again. For example, I'll go. We should have signed a striker. Yeah, but it's also availability, I suppose. I think when you look at it that way, it, it is a positive window. It definitely is. If you think Bill set his stall out early doors and said. He's looking for people long term. He's looking for people who he can build his team around going forward. People who are going to be here for a long time and want to be a success. He said everything we wanted to hear. So that makes me think Cantwell and Raskin ain't squad players that aren't going to have to prove themselves. They'll just be straight in that team and playing and doing what he thinks he can do best and hope they can do best. So I think it has been a positive window. We always want more players it would have been great to have like another two players that we didn't know about signing tonight or are coming in. He's clearly been speaking to a lot of players. I think if you look back at the transfer window and his interviews, I think he's probably been a bit naive at the beginning. You need to remember Michael Beale hasn't been in this position before in front of the media, discussing transfers, doing negotiations, talking to players over the phone, trying to convince them to sign. So I think he's probably been like a kid at a sweet factory um, at, the, at the beginning of the window in terms of when he was speaking to players, he probably thought there was more coming in than, than actually were, but it, it still excites me because I think he's probably got targets and probably spoke to players this window that may still be coming, but it's going to be the summer. If you think of that Jake, that Jake Cooper one doesn't go away, the, the centre-half yeah. of Millwall, we seem to have been linked with him since I think it was Gerrard's first year. So that's someone he's very he's obviously aware of and he's kept track of down in England. I've seen him a few times. I would take Cooper. He attacks a he attacks a cross ball, so I would take him. Um, so, yeah, I'm excited. And I obviously, I mentioned a number nine as well. I would love to see Rangers say a number nine. I still think we're light up top like you do. We can't blind Roof. Morelos isn't, for me, at the races at the moment. Cholak, yes, really like him. But he started well. He's had these injuries. So I think we are light up top in terms of a striker. If that quality striker's not available, I'm happy to take a risk and hold off into the summer, mate, if I'm being honest. But overall, a positive window for me. Yeah, positive window for me too. Look, and as well, we've got quite a large squad. Things need to be balanced out as well. Sometimes it's quite easy just to think you're playing FIFA, playing champ manager, and you just go sign who you want. But there's got to be an element of balance, I I think. Uh, The one that I've seen that a few times just kicking about, I have seen Nisbet flying about in the, the chat in, I wouldn't be against it, honestly. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be against Rangers going and getting somebody like Nisbet, and I think he would be a great backup. I think he would score goals, especially late on in games where we're against a, a back ten and they're eventually starting to break down a bit. A player like that, I think, would be impressive. Same as Shankland as well. Both of them, I wouldn't be against Rangers going for either of them. But again, it's all about the right time, the right money, and. 
if I if I had my choice of what we've got, if I'd have wanted a midfielder or a striker or two midfielders, etc., I would have picked two midfielders all day long, and I think we'd be all exactly the same as that. So yeah, in terms of outgoings, Ryan, I'll come back to you, mate. Um, links rumours that Lowry is asked to go out on loan again. I don't know how true that is, but he, again, this is all just purely rumours that he's asked to go out on loan. And I've seen that uh, uh, St Murren page had put up earlier on today, or I think it was on Twitter, that they've maybe approached Rangers for the for the loan of Lowry. Again, this one's a, a strange one for me. I've got nothing against Lowry wanting to play football. And if he sees the likes of Cantwell and um, Raskin coming in, he might be thinking it's a bit crowded in here for my liking. I would have nothing against him, I don't think, going to... Uh, not a team fighting for relegation in this league, but maybe a mid-table team if he's going to get first-team football for the rest of the rest of the window, eh, the rest of the season, even. Yeah, I think I think that report. I thought of, I think it was Hart and Anderson had has kind of rubbished it. Whether whether or not St. Man have approached strangers or not, but I think they've rubbished the fact that Lowry would be let go. From Alex Lowry's point of view, it would make total sense for him to go somewhere. And get if he can get guaranteed first team football, it would make complete sense for him to go. Unfortunately, sentimental side, yeah, I would love to see Charlie McCann if he'd stayed in Lowry and in the team appearing every week at some sort of capacity. They're not going to. They're not going to. We've we spoke about this last week. If signings are coming in that midfield, Lowry goes down the pecking order. And let's be honest, he's not exactly been playing lots of football for the first team. So. I don't. I want to be realistic when I say it, Carney. I think if I was a betting man, I think Alex Lowry's time at Rangers is probably over, and whether that means he goes in a loan deal from now to the end of the season or he goes in some sort of permanent deal in summer, I just don't see how he gets in this Rangers team any longer because Bill's not really given him much of an opportunity, and neither did Van Bronckhorst. Why that is, I don't know. They only they can answer that, but. It looks as if we're moving forward and it looks as if Alex Lowry isn't part of those plans. Mm, that's an interesting take, mate. I, I I don't know if I'd go along that he's not part of the plans. I just don't think right now he, Bill believes that he's actually ready to make the impact that he, he requires him to make. Um, Ali, what's your thoughts on um, Lowry going out on loan? Are you kind of with Ryan that if he goes out that might be it or do you think there's still maybe a route for him to work his way into the first team? Um, no, I was, I'd say I'm slightly different to Ryan, to be honest. I, I think he has to go out and loan. I think he's wasted in that B team at the moment. Definitely, he's, 100%. He can't, get in, he can't get in this range. You look, you look who he's, the positions that he's up against. You've got Tillman, you've got eh, obviously Cantwell now, Hadji's back, so... For me, there's no point in even sitting on a bench from now the end of the season. He's got to go and loan somewhere. So I'd send him out and loan with a view of in the summer looking at him. And if he can he make it next season, then yes, he will go probably. But he has to go and loan. I think St Mirren would be a decent fit for him. St Mirren played decent football. Only down the road as well. Decent park. I, I think it's a good fit for him. I always remember Charlie Adam going to St Mirren all those years ago. And he came back under, I think it was Paul Le Guin at the time. And he was a revelation when he came into the Rangers team. But <laughs> that was that was years ago. But I wouldn't write Lowry off, no, because we don't know what we're doing with Malik Tillman in the summer. I know everyone's going, pay the five, six million. <laughs> Do we have five, six million pounds to spend in the summer, though? So 
I, I wouldn't just say I'm just going to pay five, six million because we don't know if we've got it. So the boy has to go out and loan. He has to play football, but he's got to go. He's got to go to the, the perfect team who will let him play football. There's no point sending him somewhere and he'll just sit on the bench there as well or get odd appearances. He's got to play week in, week out. And I think St Mirren's a good fit for him, if that is the club. So for me, he's to go out and loan and then we judge him in the summer. Yeah, Scotia, your thoughts on it? Obviously, King as well is another one that maybe falls into the bracket of going out on loan, even though Bill says he isn't going to be going out on loan. He's going to be kind of third, fourth choice. And I suppose that's where Lowry is for his position. He's probably third choice, maybe, around if everybody's fit. Maybe third choice, fourth choice around that area to be selected for his position. So what's your take, mate? Would you, would you send him out on loan? I think it would be a benefit for him to get sent out on loan. I said it on Friday night, I'll say it again tonight. I think his injury disrupted how his season, his his plan for the season in terms of what Gio had in mind for him and potentially what Beal would have had in mind for him um, get disrupted by that because Gio couldn't play him because he was coming back from injury and Gio needed to win these games. Unfortunately, he didn't know, but that's a different story. Um, but I think, yeah, like Ali there, the B, the B team, the B league, the loan league, it's... It's not good enough for Lowry's standards. But at this moment in time, I don't think he's good enough to walk into our first team and command a, command a place or go up to Beal and say, I should be starting. I think, he can, again, it's one of these ones. If he doesn't go out and loan by the end of the season, you maybe see him feature a wee bit more against Partick Thistle, potentially, mm-hmm. in the cup mm-hmm. in a couple of weeks. But the game time for him is going to be few and far between because although the league, yeah, is all but, any over in our minds it's not mathematically over and at that point as well we're still in with the two cups so you want to be playing the league games with the same momentum going into these cup games because they're all fairly close together just with the way it's been structured about this year so for me I think Lowry it probably would be good for him to go out and loan I would be looking at him going out somewhere in the premiership really ideally similar to what um, Lewis Mayo's done at Kelly um, or even the top end of the championship you know, some a team that's con- controlling an awful lot of the ball, got chances to attack, develop that way, because that could be. It wouldn't be ideal, but I could accept that. Um, but I don't see him getting a massive amount of game time, given you know that we've brought Cantwell and given that Hadji's now just com- coming back to full fitness. There isn't an awful lot of space for him in the team at the minute. So you know, I'd maybe see him go out and loan, and then on King, no, I'd, I'd I would keep King around because yeah, he's our fourth. Backup centre half, I would say, at the moment, unless anyone comes in from now until the end of the window. You've got obviously Goldson and Davies are going to start most of the games going forward, I think. And then you've got Suter and King there as cover. Don't think we'll, I mean, Hellander's due back dates not until April, is it not? So I don't think we'll see Hellander at all because his contract's obviously up in the summer. So I would be keeping them two about. Yeah, and I think the fact that even Bill said that um, he's looking for a kind of backup centre half as well. That I, I just the Hollander's not going to be around here. As nice a guy as and all that, we can't continue to continue continue. Sorry to just giving him a contract just because he's a nice guy. He's he's clearly got a serious injury problem because there's still no return date for him. So I I yeah, I don't see us seeing Hollander and Aaron just up again. Ali, you flashed up a comment there um, about sending Sands back home tonight. It's an interesting one, I think, now with Sands, Ali. Um, are we going to keep him? My opinion, no. 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 He's... 
Bill said he's a he's a defensive midfielder. That's what he's not a centre half. We know he's not a centre half. No, We've not. seen him, and it's been unfortunate for him that he's had to play there for us this season. But he ain't a centre half. And then you look at the midfield where he plays, and now we're top heavy with midfielders where he plays now. For me, if the rumour is it's a three million buyout clause for Sands, that's a no for me. And if 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 there is a, a clause in his, his contract to, to send him back to the MLS, I know the MLS kick back off again and Scotia could probably tell me March or something, maybe. Their, um, their, their transfer window opens today, I think, and it finishes right. on the 24th of April, so you might see some movement after our window shuts in that one. Yeah, so, I mean, he probably doesn't want to sit on our bench or not even get on our bench the remainder of the season, Sands. I think that's what will what will happen to him, he may feature against Path to Thistle, possibly, but that's it. But for me, I would, yes, I would cut ties with Sands if we if we had the option now. And that's that's nothing bad in him as a player, but I just I just don't think he's good enough for us, unfortunately. Yeah, I, I, I agree, mate. Um, I don't see now where he's really going to fit or get a sustained run in the team now. Uh, I just don't think it's really worked out. Yeah, I suppose you've got to feel sorry for him to a certain extent. He'd done a job, um, well... He'd done a job sometimes when he played at the back, maybe not all the time. But again, he's not a centre half. So, but the fact that the state of the the state of the midfield, the way it has been, Ryan, um, if he wasn't getting a if he wasn't getting a game during that time where we were struggling, I just I don't see a future for him, unfortunately. Nah, we're overloaded with <coughs> central defensive midfielders. I think Jack and Loons from Kamara have got that pretty much covered. Raskins now, I believe that kind of sit back in a deeper midfield a lot as well. We don't, we don't need J- James Sands. Um, I, w- I want to say I thought he was brilliant at times at the beginning of the season, stepping in at the centre half. I think if you look at the PSV game, we were all kind of having a joke, sending the Bing Bong videos and whatever. I thought he was great at times. Yeah, he had a few bobbles, but as you say, it wasn't his position. I wish him all the best if he does go the season or whenever he does go. I just don't see a place for him in this Rangers team. But I think he's a tidy player. He's a hard player. I was surprised how committed to a tackle he is. I think you've always got this. I think I said it when he signed. You've always got an image of a player from the MLS in your head. And he's a tidy player. He'll do someone a job. He just does no place from at Rangers any longer, unfortunately. Oh, he loves a booking, Scotia. He didn't have to love a booking. <laughs> not, not at all, not at all. No, I, I'm, I see a few guys in the comments there. I, I like Sands and I think he's decent, but I don't know if he's three million euros, three million pound decent and not around mm-hmm. to keep him. Because to be honest, I'm, I'm kind of earmarking that money for Tillman in the summer rather than for Sands in the summer. You know, that's where I would be putting that money. Um, but I, I do feel a wee bit sorry for Sands. He's, you know, who he reminds me of. I mean, he's an up, he's an upgrade in Polster. But the same kind of player that comes in, and he's one of these utility players that can play in certain different positions, and that sometimes hinders them because then they don't get a run in their proper position. Because if you think about it, it's strange that he's not getting a look in. Like I mentioned earlier, and Ryan mentioned it as well. Lundstrom has been honking all season, and he's, he seems to be getting worse at points. And how Sands isn't getting a look in and in front of him at times, you're like, and Beal's not really used Sands at all. I don't think Sands has been sometimes not being in his match day squad no. um, or on the bench in Wonder Beal so I do kind of think it's the end of the road for him at us so it's probably in his best interest that you, like I say obviously with the MLS starting up in April March, March April time that um, he might want to just go back to is it New York City he came from wasn't it mm-hmm. yeah so yeah uh- 
Yeah, Ali, I don't even know if I want to open this can. On John Lundstrom, look, I can see people in the chat, like, get sell him, move him on, etc. Look, a guy with his experience, a guy of the form that we know he can, he can play out. I'm not sitting here trying to back up his form this season. He's been particularly poor on a, a number of occasions. I don't think we're in a position where we can get rid of John Lundstrom because... I think his form will come back. I, I do think he needs some form of rest or if he's got an injury, it needs resolved. Something needs fixed because something's not quite right there. But I don't think we're in a position we can afford to let Lundstrom go. That's my opinion anyway. Maybe that's my blue-tinted glasses. Oh, it's, it's difficult because this, this season, as Scotia politely said, um, he's been, yeah, he's, been, he's been rubbish this season. He has been extremely poor this season, John Lundstrom. And even when he came on the second half against St. Johnson, me and Scotia were like, Christ, he's, he's not any better. Giving the ball away too much, yeah, laying up on the ball. It's, it's been like that all season. Will it help him when he's got better players round about him, as in they're asking and I can't well, possibly? I don't know, but I mean, that, that tail end of the season, last season that we got on about that Europa League run, he, he, was, he was fantastic, Lundstrom. But this season, he's, he's not started at all along with some other players, not just him, but him in particular, he has not been great at all. And all of us have called on several occasions this podcast for him to be dropped and for other players to play. But I think he's one of Beal's players, if you want to say, going forward. I know he didn't play from the start on Saturday, but, well, Wednesday night, I expect him to play. So there's a clue from my team straight away. But <laughs> Oh, spoiler. Um, spoiler alert. Spoiler. Spoiler. <laughs> Personally, wouldn't play him, but Beal will play him, but... He is a bit, he has a leader, Lundstrom. You see him in the park, he does a lot of talking, point to players. He, but this season, he's not been great. So, yeah, there's arguments for both sides because he doesn't really deserve a jersey at the moment, Lundstrom. But at the same mm. time, I think I think Beal still likes him, though. Yeah, Scotia, I think um, Lundstrom is one of Beal's men. I don't think there's any great doubt about that. He liked him when he was here the first time round, so I don't see much changing in that. I mean, there is arguments on both sides, mate. Are you very much on the fence? I think I can see people saying that I maybe move them on, etc. I I just don't believe we're in a position that we can do that. Not yet. No, I, I wouldn't move him on, though, not at all. I just don't think he's been playing well enough just now to warrant a place in the, in the starting 11 at times. But unfortunately, because we've not had options, he's had to. Because obviously Kamara was injured at periods earlier in the season. I know Rangers and Tour there have put up, yeah. Lundstrom, he did mention he was on that podcast with someone earlier in the season saying that he, he was playing through an injury. Um, but no, I'd still keep Lundstrom around. But the, the problem is, you look at it, he started off his Rangers career pretty poorly. And it wasn't until Beal and Gerrard left that he actually came on to a game under Geo. And then it was that second half of the season that it was tremendous. And then he started, mm-hmm. he's kind of played this season how he started. So what one's the purple patch, or what one's the oddity there? You know, is it is it mm-hmm. that wee purple patch that he had that's the oddity? Uh, I don't know, but like Ali says, with better players in front of him, with players that'll allow him the chance to get rested more often, he maybe will come on to a game, and I hope he does because I like him. I do like him, and I want him to succeed. Um, so I wouldn't be getting rid of him or anything like that. But I just think he could do with a bit of period out the team, which hopefully with Raskin coming in will uh, facilitate that. Yeah, Ryan, we've not heard your opinions of the um, St Johnston game at the weekend there, uh, but it, it's this is kind of it's kind of nicely rolling into that that 
obviously I want your thoughts on the game overall, mate, um, as well. But I do believe, um, as I think you, you will probably agree, I think Rangers as a squad, uh, we hit the autopilot button far too early in games. And Lundstrom is he's one of the main culprits for it just now, where he just always the easy pass, no real risks. Well, even the easy pass he can't do sometimes with the form he's been in. But you know what I mean by that? There is... It's calm the game down, take the sting out, take the pace out of the game. We're in control of the game. We don't need to overexert ourselves, etc. Whereas I was a belief on Saturday, as soon as they went down to 10 men, that we should be going to put four or five past them. If if, if Beal builds the team, if Beal builds the team, that's not easy to say, by the way. If <laughs> Beal builds the team that I think, and he says that he's going to build, I don't see a place for John Lundstrom. Because it, it, it makes me think that he wants to play this fast, direct football. And if that is the case, I know you've got to have somebody tidying up in front of the defenders, whether it be Jack or whether it's Raskin or I don't see where John Lundstrom fits in. And I know Ali said that he talks highly of him, Bill, and he does. Bill, if you notice, talks highly of every single player. Everyone's great. They're all fantastic. They're all happy mm. to be here. You take that with a pinch of salt because a lot of these players won't be here come the summer. He is holding their value or keeping their, their faith, their, their confidence up. I think John Lundstrom, he does slow it down for me. I think him and Borna Barisic are probably the two players when we're on the break, kill our momentum going forward with one pass. It's, it's we're, we're looking to go forward quickly and they always play the safe pass and it frustrates the crowd. You know what it's like at Ibrox. Um, and, and I'm one of them, I, it really frustrates me to see and that's where I worry for John Lundstrom whether he can adapt his game or not but even if he does adapt his game to that style some of his passing, even his safe passing this season Carney, is, the amount of hospital balls he's played is is frightening, it's absolutely frightening his quality of passing has been really poor and he's, of course he's got that he's got the big switch on him where he can find Tav at the opposite wing or he can find Borner or whoever or Kent and he has got that big switch, but the amount of times he's shot 10-yard passes are, are way off. And I, I loved, I do still love Lundstrom, but I just think if you look at him from the start of his Rangers career to now, probably 60%, 66%, we'll put it that, has not has been pretty poor. And if you take him for value, I think he's got a lot to prove as a Rangers shot. Yeah, yeah, I can get that, mate. As I say, I, I do get it. I do get it. Um, I'll come back to you as well, Ryan, on Cantwell. Obviously, another sign in this window. We've seen there was about an hour of him, wasn't it? About 58 minutes or yeah. something like that, I think it was, that he played. Um, I'm not going to lie, mate. I liked a lot of what i seen. Uh, it looked like he was gave a wee bit of a free roll as well, just to put get himself involved in the game, be in the areas that he needs to be in in order to have an impact on the game. And I thought some of the link-up play with him and Ryan Kent in particular was very pleasing on the eye. So what did you make of his debut, mate? Early days, I know he needs to get himself up to match speed, but as far as a debut goes in front of in front of the Ibrox crowd, I think it was a, a no-bad one. I think it was a success. I think he played longer than I thought he would. When I saw he was starting, I thought to myself, he'll be he'll get subbed off after half an hour, he'll probably be knackered. But you always think like footballers, if they've not played first team football for a while, they're not exactly sitting about playing PlayStation and watching TV and completing Netflix. You know, they are training, they are playing bounce games <clears throat> at the training ground. So he was fiddling, I thought he would be. I thought he was 
really positive and constantly looking for the ball. I agree with you, he had a free roll and he was looking to link up with Tillman in the first half a few times in Kent a lot. And yeah, I thought he was I thought he had a positive debut. And he obviously had his, his influence on the goal, which is what I'm looking for. That that pass to him and he takes it on the turn. There's none of that studs on the ball and playing it to the centre mid or playing it across. He played it to Morelos, who had a lovely flick. So yeah, he's positive and it's what I want to see. And he just he looked busy, constantly busy looking for the ball, Carly. And I see if a couple of players in that Rangers team were taking a leaf out of that book at the beginning of the season, things could have been different. Um, he stuck out a bit for me in terms of his application and desire. So, yeah, exciting to see. But caveat that, yeah, it's only St. Johnson and it's your debut. So let's see how it's on. Yeah, Ali, the second goal in particular is um, is very pleasing on the eye. It is, it is the goals, it's the play, it's what we want to see. We want to be excited by it. Uh, Cantwell's pass to Morelos is great. Morelos' flick is genuinely I like world class. Um, there's not many players in that team generally that gets away with doing something like that, but Morelos does. And Kamara's finishes as calm and composed as you like. That that is the football that you want, and it does all come through Cantwell. Yeah, he's, you can tell he's a quality player. He's um, the way he moves the ball, fizzes a ball into feet, moves a ball forward, which Ryan's always want a player to do in our midfield, not sideways, but he moves a ball forward. He links up well. Speaking of Scotia, the second half of the game, we're talking about you get players like Tillman who are intelligent, but he needs other players to, to come to the party on his level. And Cantwell's one of the players that will come to his level, like Hadji, like Ryan Kent. Um, and the goal that we scored, the second goal, was a, a great goal and something that Rangers haven't really done that much. And a direct ball, um, Alfie around the corner, Glenn Kamara, slotted it cool as you like. That's what Glenn Kamara should be doing. Um, I thought it was a very positive debut, ideal debut for him. Like Ryan says, against a, a poor St. Johnson team who went down to 10 men as well. Obviously, we've got Hearts tomorrow night, which will take care of itself. But we're at home to Ross County and then we're at home to Partick Thistle as well. So another two decent games for him at Ibrox to get up to speed as well. So, no, I was delighted with him. Yeah, Scotia, as you say, as... as... His debut's goal, he couldn't really have asked for a better one. He was involved, a, se- a second assist, is that what you call it? That's another footballing term I learned that I didn't the, know was a thing. Wor- a second took assist. took the words out of my mouth, Carney. I was, I was waiting to say that, and you've took the words right out of my mouth. Done an alley. Yes. yes. <laughs> yeah, no, I totally can't disagree with what you lads have said. I thought it was a very, very impressive debut. And yeah, like you used the word second assist there. And I think this is what you're going to, you're going to hear that more often this season with Cantwell. Because like Ryan yeah. says, he's this kind of player that, he passes the ball forward a wee bit more and he'll be that player that does do that, links up, you know, you're the deeper back in midfield to the attack. So I think you'll hear that an awful lot more. And yeah, he was unlucky, he nearly got a goal as well, ball just behind him when it got crossed in. And um, so yeah, I thought it was a fairly decent um, debut. Um, like uh, Ryan, I thought he'd get far longer than I expected. I mean, I didn't even expect him to start, if I'm being honest. I thought he'd maybe come on for the last half hour rather than play, play in just under an hour or an hour or so. So it all looks pleasing, and um, it looks like he's. It doesn't look like he's too far off Matt Sharpness either. You know, he was linking up well because you, you compare that when um, Hadji came off the bench, and you know, you could tell that Hadji's been out injured for a long, long time because he was a wee bit rusty mm-hmm. in his first few passes. But for me, Cantwell being at not be playing since November, you can't really tell that too much. It's just a case of building his, you know, match fitness up over the next week or two so that he's fully ready for the, like Ali says, that game at the end of the month. 
Yeah, that's what it's definitely all about. Um, obviously, it'll be a bit of controversy within the game. Wouldn't be a, a Rangers game at home without it being. Um, the penalty, in my opinion, slightly soft, but in the rules of the game right now, it's still a penalty, so it's a penalty. Uh, the Ryan Jack, the Nicky Clark challenge on Ryan Jack, I mean, he's caused a gash in his leg, he's flew in. Again, might be... It's a bit weird the way it was all handled, um, to be honest, but... Um, it's probably still a red. Uh, and then somehow Mark Reynolds has come on TV and try to convince the world that St Johnston should have got a penalty while Ryan Jack was a rash tackle. Yes, it was a rash tackle. But to say it's to be a penalty St Johnston while it's in their own box, it's a wee bit far-fetched. I mean, I know Scotland's yeah, yeah. full of cons- conspiracy Get theories. Get your tinted glasses off, mate. That's a stonewall penalty to St Johnston. Come <laughs> no. on. What is he doing? Honestly, what is that guy doing? That you're actually completely done, mate. You're not going yeah, to. Yeah, Do you like his guy cut that out? The, it was like a four and a half minute conversation about Aberdeen, they? and and they actually cut that out. No one. Honestly, what a clown! Honestly, what a clown! Um, quickly, Ali, was that a red card for Ryan Jack? Yes or no? No. Um, no, I, I I thought it was stupid with Ryan Jack, if I'm being honest. He's Very seen stupid. red mist. I don't stupid. know why he's yeah. doing it. It's ridiculous. But um, for me, no. I thought Nicky Clark was unlucky, but I, it probably is a red. And the penalty, it's the rule. It's that's it's the rule. So yeah. I thought Colin got them all correct. It's, it's rare that I say about that, but Willie Collin, so... Yeah, Scotia Ali's made the point. Uh, Aldo's made the point in as well. The handball rule needs changed. Yes, it does. But Ryan Jack, was it a penalty? It was a penalty, no, it wasn't a penalty. <laughs> <laughs> was that a red card? Reynolds, Reynolds, oh, Reynolds has God got to you, man, hasn't he? Yeah, fucking hell. Was it a red card? No, I don't think it was, but I wouldn't have been I wouldn't I wouldn't have been raging if he had been sent off, put it that way, at the time. But I, looking back yeah. at it, I don't think it's a red card. Right. Uh, when I seen it in live, because it's quite obviously quite low down. I thought Ryan Jack, I was like, that's a red card all day. When I seen it back on telly, I thought, stupid lunge. It could easily, depending on the, if that's Clancy, he's sending them off. And he's probably, you would argue the point, but nah, Ryan Jack's been a wee bit stupid with his lunge. There's, I think, Nicky Clark loses balance. It is a nasty one. Again, if he'd given the yellow, I wouldn't have argued too much about it. But at the same time, it is a nasty, he's out of control a bit. So you can see why Colm sent him off. The penalty, I just, I don't know, I don't understand the rules, boys. See the handball rule, I just don't get it. I don't understand. It's so, it's so open to interpretation. I feel. But penalty yeah, to Rangers, Lorraine. I'll take it. <laughs> penalty Rangers, yeah, Lorraine. Thank you very much. You, you became my member and you donated through the, the chat. I really do appreciate that. Thank you so much for the support. That's amazing. Um, superb. Uh, penalty St Johnston, everybody. Um, Right, we'll move on to the preview of the Hearts game. Um, I suppose this is always a, it's always a test. That's what we're always told that um, it's always a test going to Ten Castle, but it's typically true. Um, Hearts are on a pretty decent run of form, and they're sitting third in the league just now. They have won six of the last eight games, including a five 0 win over, over Aberdeen. Let's all have a wee laugh at Aberdeen and beating Hibs three 0 twice, uh, once in the league and most recently uh, in the Cup. I'll come to you first, mate. It's not going to be easy, that's for sure. Do you see this as a wee bit of a benchmark to see where Bill's progress with the team is? Yeah. It's the biggest game he's played outside the, the Celtic game so far for me. 
Uh, I know what happened to Audrey, but you're playing against a poor Aberdeen team. Let's be honest about it. You know, you know what happened with them. So Hearts are Hearts are going well. Hearts are the third best team in Scotland by a, by a country mile at the moment. They've signed well. Robbie Nielsen's got a tune out of them. I did watch them against Livingston at the weekend there just to see what they were all about. Hearts, but hard to judge in that plastic pitch. Yeah, um, the boy I think they've got on loan from I think it's Newcastle should have scored for them to put them one up and they missed a sitter, but. It was hard to judge Hearts, but no, Hearts have been flying at the moment. They'll fancy themselves. When we played Hearts at Tynecastle beginning the season, I would no, I wasn't I wasn't disappointed in Hearts, but I thought they would come at us and they didn't. And we get two early goals and, and put them away quite convincingly. So I expect Hearts to come out of traps tomorrow night. It's going to be fast and furious as always as at Tynecastle. So um, I think it'll be a good game of football because I think, like I say, Hearts will have a go at us and we say it should suit us, but it should suit us with the good football players that we have in the park. So, aye, it's going to be one of the games, but we should be going to Tynecastle confident and we should be beating Hearts, let's be honest about it. Yeah, there's absolutely no doubt about it. We we should be. Um, I don't know if this has happened twice. Larry, have you donated twice? Is that what's just happened there? Might Am I getting confused? Is that twice? Yes, you have, Lillian. Thanks very much. <laughs> um, thank you very much. That's very, very much appreciated. I'd seen it flashed up again, and I was like, "What's happened there?" And um, thank you very much. That's, that's even nicer of you. Thank you so much. I uh, really do appreciate that, Scotia. Um, it's good that Sky Sports to decide that this is quite a big game and not put it on the telly. Oh, yeah. glad you came to me for this one. Oh, brilliant. <laughs> um, to be, yeah, there's no games on TV this week in Scotland, is there? I don't think. I don't think any of the games in the league are getting played this no, week. No, you can tell me that. Seem- yeah, it seems a bit a strange one, and I was thinking about it pretty much over the last three or four years. Every season, there's been probably one weekend where we couldn't the game. Our game wasn't on TV, and we couldn't watch it because it was needed to be outside of Europe to watch it on our TV. Now, obviously, you've got the option that you can go on and you know go through the proper channels and get it in Hearts TV for twelve ninety nine. That seems a bit steep, but I kind of think back to when we, oh, during the COVID period, I think we only had to pay two games, both against St. Johnson, where we had to do the PPV stuff through that and it wasn't through RTV or anything. So we get, if you think about it, we get let off kind of lightly compared to other teams, but, you know, we're only only concerned about ourselves. It's no great. This should probably, should be one of the games that Sky should look at at the start of the, start of the season and go, Yes, we'll pick this because this will be a big game. Rangers Hearts at Tynecastle. It has been for years. It's a big game. Hearts, yeah, like Ali was saying, they're doing really well this season. I, th- I think they've kind of went this season how I thought they would, that Europe kind of hindered them a wee bit at the start of the season in the league. And obviously they were hit with loads of injuries, but they're coming into form now. I mean, Shanklin's, I think I mentioned a couple of shows back, but he's, you know, he's up there round about the top 10 for like the European Golden Boot. That's how good his form's been this season. Um, I think he's on 18 goals in the league at the moment, potentially. Um, yeah, it'll be a, a tasty game and it should should be on, you know, TV in some way, form of be that BT Sports, Sky Sports, BBC Scotland or whatever. But unfortunately, it's not. So we'll all have to find um, a different method of watching it, unfortunately. I think there might be a lot of people on holiday tomorrow night. That's all I'm saying. Um, Ryan... Again, with the opening, I kind of worms me, and I don't really want to get into it, but this is all that down to this TV deal that Scotland decide to sign themselves up to and the rest of the teams agree. In my honest opinion, I don't really care what football's on the telly this week. 
as a, a Scottish game of football, Rangers away at Tynecastle, I mean, dare I say it, Celtic away at Tynecastle, that there's no excuse for this game not to be on the telly. Why would you want to showcase uh, the, the biggest team in Scotland <laughs> versus the third best team in Scotland? Uh, I mean, why would you want to showcase that? It doesn't make sense. It's just Scottish football. We, we spoke about Doncaster and the deal, whatever. That should be, as Scotia said, when they strike deals, you should say, right, surely these are the games you want to see. I understand they only show so many home games for the old firm, um, but they should be nailing down the Celtic Aberdeen's, the, the, the Rangers' Hearts games. These should be games that are nailed on part of their contract. And if they're not, then they, they, they sell, sell it to BT or Fireplay or whatever the other options are. For this to be a TV blackout is ridiculous. It's not going to impact the crowd. Tynecastle is a well-sold-out stadium. Rangers fans will sell out their tickets. There's just no logic behind it not being on the telly. But yes, I like, I've got the boys at the football train tomorrow night, but I, like many others, will be going abroad at some point tomorrow evening and watching the game. Yeah, um, yeah. No, as you say, I think it'll be a tough game. I do. I think it's going to be quite a tough game. I've not actually checked the weather to see what it's going to be like, but I, I'd imagine quite a quite a always a tough venue. It's always a tough game. Um, can sometimes be an exciting game for a neutral. Uh, very rarely an exciting game for a Rangers fan. Um, but I, I do I expect a tough game, and I, I do think it's a good benchmark um, for where Bill is now with this squad. I know Raskin is very unlikely to play, very unlikely to feature. I wouldn't imagine. Um, but I think it's going to be interesting to see where where we are and where we where we match up. Um, Ali, I'll come to you first, mate. Your team and your score. Oh, it's a difficult one because it's a team I'd play, but I'm going to go with the team I think Beal will play. So McGregor and goal, backline of Tav, Goldson, Davies, Barisic, Lindstrom, Kamara. Because I don't know if Ryan Jack, he mentioned Ryan Jack took a, a wee bit of a knock, so I'm going Kamara. He's got, I a, Kamara played. He's got a gash in his leg, apparently. Aye, so um, Kamara for me, Tillman, Ryan Kent, Cholak, and Alfredo Morelos. And I'm going to go 2 1 Rangers, and I'm going to go Kent first goal scorer. Woofed. Woofed. Um that's, that's very attacking. Is that what you think he will play? Yeah. He did say he wants to play the two of them against Hearts. He said it. So He did yeah. say that's what I was thinking as well. Yeah, when you said that, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, Scotia, your team and your score? My team wouldn't have been far off what Ali's was, were it not for what Beale said in the, his press conference yesterday. I just found the way that he was speaking about Cholak yesterday kind of nulled down what he'd said previously about playing, maybe starting them both against Hearts. I think he's come out and kind of tried to calm the waters a wee bit there or not. Whether or not he's trying to do that in terms of pulling the wool over Hearts' eyes or not, I don't know. But my team is slightly different. Going McGregor, Tav, Goldson, Davies, Barisic, midfielded Jack and Kamara. And then I'm going Sakala, Tillman, Kent and Morelos. Same score as Ali, 2-1 with Tillman, first goal scorer. So neither of you are starting Cantwell, no. I'm correct in that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Ryan, you are, did you give me a score there, Scotia? You did, didn't you? Yes, you did. Aye, 2-1. Aye. Sorry, mate. Uh, Ryan? I am going to go same team as Ali, apart from Tillman. I don't think Tillman will play. I think Cantwell will play. I think he will play Morelos and Cholak because 
that has stuck in my mind when he said that last week that perhaps the two of them will play together next Wednesday and I thought you've obviously got your team planned for this but Scotia might be right that might have changed but I think he's going to play the two of them and I'm going to go 3-0 Rangers and I'm going to go Cholak first goal Oh, Mr Negative there Ryan eh? Mr Positive I just think I've been saying lately that Rangers will win three or four now because I do see a change in them. They're not playing great football, but I do see a change in them. And I think Tyne Castle is one of these games where we always think we fear it. And we won four now there last time. It's the game that Hearts fans always get frustrated when we come because they expect to beat us and they don't. So I'm going three now, Rangers. I like it. I like it, mate. Um, my team, uh, McGregor, Tav, Golden Davies, Barisic, Lundstrom. If Jack is fit enough to play, I think Jack. If not, it'll be Kamara, Tillman, Sakala, Morelos, and Kent. I think you'll want a wee bit of pace to go at them. Um, I would like to see Trulak and Morelos in the same team. I'm not sure Tynecastle is a place for it. Maybe it is. Throw a spanner in the works. Who knows? Interesting to see that one. I'll go 3 1 Rangers and. Ryan Kent to score the first and Cantwell to come on and score the third to secure the win for us. That's what that's what I'll go for. So yes, oh, uh, Jim Sloan, absolute legend that you are, has just come in with a donation, mate. Thank you so much, Jim. Really do appreciate that, mate. Um, that's absolutely fantastic. Yeah, but for tonight, gentlemen, that will do us. Obviously, I'm not sure what's going to happen for the rest of the night in terms of signings. I'm presuming the boys have been checking Twitter as we've been doing this and obviously nothing else has been announced as of yet, but if there is anything, we'll probably Need to pick it up tomorrow night um, after after the game, but I'm not I'm not holding out for too much else to happen tonight. So it looks like Cantwell and Raskin um, as the two we've signed, and to be honest, I'm I'm not too displeased at that at all. So yeah, for tonight, Ali, thanks very much, mate. No problem. I'm holding out for a different signing in a different way. I'm holding out for a Ryan Kent contract extension tonight to be announced yeah. at midnight. That would that would put a few smells on faces, but. No, looking forward to tomorrow night. I think it'll be a cracking game of football regardless. Two good teams go at it, so it's over to you, Rangers, as always. Over to you. Guys. I'm going to get this. We're going to need T-shirts made up, Ali, saying that. Over to you, Rangers. Ali Pearson. Scotia, thanks very much, mate. Uh, cheers, that was an enjoyable. I do hear that there's a tall, big Northern Irish lad that's um, looking for a new oh. club at the moment. <laughs> oh, <you laughs> I know. know we didn't mention He's got that. a good song as well, Scotia. He's got a great song, hasn't <laughs> yes, he? He's got a good song. <laughs> But no, that was enjoyable. Cheers, Curry. Cheers, lads. Cheers, listeners. Curry's just trying to poo-poo you there, mate. Look, Curry, he's, he's not even willing to hang about to the end to see if he did mention it. <laughs> Honestly, Curry, what do you like? Always, always going too quickly there, mate. Uh, Ryan, thanks very much, mate. Cheers, boys. I, I think there's more chance of seeing Kyle Lafferty down Paisley Road West on Saturday than uh, actually being in the pitch at Ibrooks. But um, he'll bring you content, Ali. We know that. Um, I thanks, boys. Enjoyed, enjoyed seeing Raskin getting unveiled and I meant to say I bumped into a couple of people as well on Saturday. A, a boy at the burger van who I offered salt to for his cup of tea. Don't know what I was thinking. And I, I bumped into two twins, two identical twins outside the government front as well. Forget everybody's names as I do, but it was nice to meet you. Cheers. Yeah. Magic. Uh, yeah, thank you everybody in the chat tonight. Thank you for the donations. Thank you for people signing up to the membership. Really do appreciate it. We will be back tomorrow at some point um, with a, a reaction after after the game. So until then, uh, please do like the video, subscribe to the channel before you go anywhere and we will speak to you tomorrow. We are Club at 22, the Rangers podcast. Cheers everybody. <laughs>